Hi, my name is Isaac. I'm Tyler. And this is Title for Hire. Welcome back to Title for Hire, everyone, and wow, what a weekend. Yeah, it, it has been. It's just sci-fi, fantasy weekend galore. Hasn't it been, Isaac? I mean, it's just... What did we... We had Star Wars Celebration. We had a lot of new news on Star Trek Discovery. We had a new Albus Dumbledore cast. There we go. Yeah, we had a lot of video game news, too. We're going to get to that. Um, up on the docket, I guess it's called today, we're going to talk full main segment about the new Star Wars trailers, Star Wars Celebration, all that stuff. Everything Star Wars that's kind of come out in the news since last week, since last Wednesday. There's so much. We're going to talk about Star Trek Discovery, and it's possible, not necessarily cancellation, but it's kind of in production limbo right now. We're going to talk all about that. Uh, we're going to just touch on Jude Law being cast in a new Dumbledore role. Ooh, whoops, spoiler. <laughs> we're going to be talking about some news in StarCraft, some news about Kickstarter, and still no good news about Kickstarter, but some news about Kickstarter nonetheless, and the NES Classic, and that's what we've got up on the docket today. And now we're going to talk about Star Wars. Isaac, why don't you, you kind of kept up on that more than I did, so why don't you kind of start us off? Oh my goodness, this weekend was a Star Wars fan's dream. Uh, Hayden Christensen came back to the franchise for like the first time in 12 years uh, since probably his production on Revenge of the Sith. And I can't blame him for leaving. We were it, mean to him. It, everybody was mean to him. And there was even, I saw on, I want to say it was prequel memes on Reddit. It was a Reddit community said, if you are at Star Wars Celebration, please do not be mean to Hayden Christensen, please. He has come back. He has taken us back into his heart. Please be nice people. Unfortunately, a lot of pe some people didn't take that to heart, so uh, he had to sign, I think I saw, a jar of sand. He also had to answer an interview question about his opinion on sand, which he took like a champion. The, yeah. the man's a Canadian, the the gentlest of, uh, of peoples, really. Yes. <laughs> so that was interesting, to say the least. I didn't, I, I honestly, I never thought he would return. I didn't think he'd be back ever. And I think that might have something to do with the rumors that he's playing Anakin Skywalker again in The Last Jedi, which I don't know how that would work. I, yeah, it, are we going to do the hologram thing and again, and they're going to replace the hologram again, and is that how it's going to be? I guess it's canon that Hayden Christensen is Anakin Skywalker's ghost and not the old version. Yeah, it's... who I mean, I... I I don't know. I don't know that I like that change when it happened. I mean, I really wasn't old enough at the time to notice the change. Um, I mean, plus that's a scene that like I as a beginning casual viewer didn't really notice anyway. Like I didn't, I didn't watch it critically enough to know like, oh, it's a different guy than it used to be. Oh, dude, let me tell you, I grew up with the VHS tapes, like non-specialized editions. So when I saw Star Wars Return of the Jedi for the first time on DVD, like last year, surprised the shit out of me it was like whoa that that's not the actor that's in the original version that that's Hayden Christensen which I mean 
it's I, I guess I guess it you know on the one hand it makes sense that he his that's how his force ghost would come back because that's when he really like that's what he looked like when he quote unquote died. I mean, you know, obviously he continued on as Darth Vader in the suit and whatever, but you know, after that it's a it's a difference and so I mean maybe I'm in the unpopular opinion here. But I'm not saying it was a change they should have made. I'm just saying that, like, headcanon-wise, that totally makes sense that that... If they had shot them in, you know, a normal person way where they go one, two, three, four, five, six, instead of the George Lucas... Like, jump around like yeah. a schizophrenic. <laughs> yeah. If we'd shot it that way, I don't think this would have been a controversy. But then again, we would have had... I feel like the sequels would have become the prequels and vice versa and... That maybe the just... whole thing would have been bad. That's true. Yeah, what it maybe Star Wars would not have been what we think of it as today, but that's probably another hypothetical we can dive into some other time. But anyway, it was actually really good to see Hayden back. He he and Ian McDermott reunited for a panel and it was really sweet to see them. I say sweet, but they were reminiscing on some of their like most evil scenes together. I think they were talking about Darth Plagueis the Wise. Although Ian McDermott refused to mention it by name, which really made the meme community mad, I'm sure. Because we really wanted to hear him ask, have you ever heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? That was such a horrible impression. I'm so sorry. Maybe we'll overdub that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll overdub it with uh, Ian McDermott himself. Um, Also, this weekend, we got a look at the Star Wars Battlefront 2 trailer. Ooh, I teased you there. Thought was talking about Last Jedi. <laughs> Not yet. We're going to get to that. Um, I don't know. I want to be hype for Battlefront 2, but after Battlefront 1, whatever the actual official, because there's already a Battlefront 1 and a Battlefront 2, Battlefront 1, 2.0, second edition, whatever we want to call it, it's, it's hard. Plus, it's an EA game, and that makes it hard to get hyped for, so... I, surprisingly, I'm honestly the most hyped for the story. I think it's really cool that it's spilling in the gaps between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. Like I've always wanted to know what Luke was up to in those years, <laughs> and I think it'll be cool to see it from a Stormtrooper's perspective. Yeah. Do you think that if that story doesn't develop, like, maybe not like it should, you know, because I don't think there's any person that can say, oh, it should go this way, besides George Lucas or whoever is technically in charge of writing the Star Wars story. I think George now. Lucas is like out of the picture. Yeah, he, <laughs> I mean, he was at Celebration he this just weekend. Like, he, he took the money and ran, I think, when Disney came a-knocking. Um, which, I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> but do you think if... Do, do you think it'll be kept in the canon if it doesn't... If it's not a hit, let's say. let's If the story's mediocre, do you think Disney's going to try and kind of distance themselves and be like, no, 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 this is not... Or do you think they're going to have to kind of accept it and say, well, you know, just bite the bullet on it? I think they'll accept it because it's under them. Like, with the expanded universe, they could throw it out because they didn't make it. And honestly, at any given moment, they could throw out a lot of what was developed in the prequels. But right now, Disney is, like, spreading so much across the Star Wars universe. Like, they feel the obligation to fill every bit of the timeline. So honestly, I don't think that they would ever dream of throwing it out. You say you want a Luke story. Do you think we need a Luke story? I think that depends on how The Last Jedi is and where Luke is in that movie. Like, if he's a different person... I swear to God, if I have to watch Luke Skywalker die with my own eyes in The Last Jedi, I will riot. 
he, he I will can't. walk it. No, no matter when it happens in the, I don't care if it happens in the first. If it happens in the first ten minutes, I'm walking out. Like no, no yeah, happens, I'm, I'm leaving. I don't care how the rest of the movie goes. Home. Imagine how much that would suck for Mark Hamill to like have no lines in the last movie, and then he dies in like the first ten minutes of Last Jedi. We just, it's one of those like we see we we go back, we we pan the helicopter back in on the island, and Ray is giving the sword over, and Jack suddenly hits it and just half right there like if it's just like some sort of wild you know fluke yeah incident <laughs> luke is dead the lines from the trailer they were just like the rogue one trailers yeah. where none of the scenes are actually in the movie yeah um do which, you think do you think we are getting uh getting played that way with this one do you do you think they're doing that to us Ooh, okay yeah because when i watched the trailer like i remember Maybe it was just one of those kind of Star Wars nostalgia. When I watched the Force Awakens trailer, I was like, I was so hype. I was like, yeah, this looks awesome. There's so many cool things going on here. When I watched the Last Jedi trailer, like, I was still hype, but I wasn't. It wasn't the same way. There wasn't anything like completely mind blowing that I saw in in that trailer. Yeah, I think Last Jedi has the disadvantage of, you know, coming off of two Star Wars films, Force Awakens first star wars film in like 10 years Mm -hmm. this one is the third in a row of years so it's not as exciting and um honestly there's a comparison video online between this trailer and the force awakens trailer so maybe some people are feeling like we've Mm -hmm. seen this kind of trailer before but i'm really excited because we haven't seen luke like it's been 30 plus years since we've seen that character and I mean, it was great to see Han Solo and Leia again, but like our main character, I want to see what he's been up to. I mean, he's no longer our main character, obviously, but I, I'm just interested for Luke, and I'm worried that if I go into this movie expecting Luke movie, that I might be let down. But do you think we'll ever get a Leia story, like what Leia was doing in between, like Padme just like giving up because she didn't want to live anymore, and her re. re- resurfacing in well i guess technically rogue one now because yeah. it's like 3.5 you'd kind of have to avoid like leia's childhood because she's being brought up as like you know a senator and then you you have to focus on her adult life as a rebel yeah. because otherwise it's just boring like alderaan stuff and then of course alderaan gets blown up yeah <laughs> do you if we if we ever see leia again if we if we get a leia origin story do you see any current actress fulfilling that role, t- kind of taking over for Carrie Fisher? I don't... God. I think that's the problem. I think if I were Disney, I would totally be selling out for a Leia story. Like, and then Carrie Fisher dies, and I think I cancel that project. Like, I, I don't think you can do it without Carrie Fisher. Just, just because she's one of the few, you know, along with Luke, and you can kind of say this about Han Solo, one of the few characters that they've we've seen young and old... So now we can't say, like, I, Emma Watson came to mind, and that's, you know, some, I think her and Carrie Fisher look not necessarily, a lot, you know, really alike, but yeah. I think it would be close enough that we can be like, eh, it's a teenage Leia, maybe. Maybe. You know, it, it's one of those sort of, do you think Emma Watson is ever going to act in, like, a big budget thing? You know, like a, well, then again, she was, she in, was Beauty, in Beauty and, and the Beast, Beast like, so. two weeks ago. <laughs> You're right. You're um, right. And the, the seat. I'm, I'm not even sure if I'm down with the Han Solo movie yet and the fact that it's casting another actor in the role of Han Solo because that is so Harrison Ford's role. 
And I'm sure. But I'm that's sure. that's the thing. Like it's Harrison Ford's role, but Harrison Ford doesn't want it to be his role. Like I think I think I saw news that the only reason he was in Force Awakens, like he hates the Han Solo character. And I'm sure it's one of these like you know William Shatner kind of hates the uh, Captain Kirk character just because of all the like fandom around it. Like, Harrison Ford hates the Han Solo character, I think probably because of the fandom. Like, the only reason he agreed to be in Force Awakens was because they also said, yeah, we'll make an Indiana Jones 9 or whatever. Which, uh, that's going to be, if Crystal Skull is any indication on how that's going to go. Yeah, I'm scared. But Um, there is a new Indiana Jones in the works. That's all. I I know that much. But um, other aspects of the new trailer... uh, checking in with the new cast and getting away from the old which the movie really wants you to think about the old cast by the way um it looks like ray is definitely going through a luke kind of arc like going to dagobah luke's thing she's going to wherever the heck luke is on that island um i am curious to see where finn and poe are going it kind of looks like finn is paralyzed in this trailer and controlling a ship with his mind i couldn't really tell what was going on but there was some kind of ship i kind of get to like it it reminded me of that scene from the prequels with obi-wan and anakin in the in the ships and they've got like the the uh what are supposed to be, I think, just communication devices on their heads, but they go around, like, their foreheads and the top of their heads for some reason. You know, this is the fun part, that yeah. that scene, it reminded this me a lot of... This is where the fun begins. Yeah, that one. <laughs> the, the, it reminded me a lot of that, and I was just like, is that do we really want to do this again? But the thing is, I, I felt that maybe they can re- recreate, like, some of the space battle magic from, like, original trilogy Mm -hmm. and not so much the cluttered mess of the prequels where there was just a bunch of stuff going on for the sake of a bunch of stuff happening like maybe they'll do concise focused action um and that's that's why that um shot at the end of like the ships in like on the outside of a planet like Mm -hmm. fighting it looked less cluttered than the prequels like there weren't like ships flying everywhere Mm -hmm. and stuff so i kind of felt invested like uh this is just straight up the first order versus the rebellion and this is going to be cool um poe dameron you hardly see anything of he's he like runs around do you think he becomes a bit character do you think i don't want him to be a bit character oscar isaac is such a charming actor that Honestly, I wish he was in more of The Force Awakens because Poe Dameron was one of my favorite characters. And I was kind of bummed out whenever he You see, when I first saw Poe, I was like, oh, okay, so this is the Han Solo replacement. But I don't know if that's necessarily where they want his character arc to go. But, you know, I, I initially, because you see him as like the, oh, he's an ace pilot, but he kind of, you know, f- plays fast and loose with the rules or whatever. You know, he can get the job done, but don't count on him to follow the... I mean, this is a Star Trek reference, but, you know, don't expect him to follow the Prime Directive, you know, that oh, sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, like, you know, loose cannon cop doesn't play by the rules, that sort of thing. See, I didn't get the vibe that he was supposed to be, like, a smuggler, though. Like, he really is the Resistance's top mm-hmm. pilot, and he believes in the cause, unlike Han Solo, who kind of needed to be swayed over with uh, money. And then, of course, he genuinely believes in it. Yeah. And, you know, you say Harrison Ford hates the role, but... He, he really brings something magical to it. Like Han Solo in The Force Awakens, which was where that character really needed to be progressively. Mm-hmm. I thought he was great in that movie. But um, 
Yeah, I don't think Poe Dameron is going to be the new Han Solo, but from the looks of this trailer, I don't know what he's going to be. Yeah, and who... I don't know from The Force Awakens either. Yeah, that's that's un... I think that's one thing that The Force Awakens lacks just a little bit too much of is kind of that character development. Um, I mean, they don't... And, and to be fair, they don't really have to do a whole lot of it because we, you know, most... I shouldn't say most. A fair amount of the characters we see are already, you know, we see, we see Chewbacca and you know, and Han Solo. Like everybody knows who they are. You know, if if they're going and seeing The Force Awakens, they already know. You know, we already know who Chewbacca and Han Solo, R two D two, C three PO. We already know who all of them are. Poe and Finn, we can like kind of you know, Poe's a bit character. Finn used to be a stormtrooper, so he doesn't have a personality yet. That sort of you know, we can move away like that, but. That, that's something I saw just a little bit lacking in Ray's character. I mean, they developed, like, I think if they had taken any more time it would have to develop her character, it would have been a little much, but I also feel like they could have done more. I think there's going to be more growth. They've hinted that the parentage of Ray is going to be revealed in this movie. And obviously, if she's training under Luke and she has all these expectations mm-hmm. for Luke, I feel like there's going to be a dynamic there where maybe Luke's not all she believes him to be. Um, and also... Kylo Ren, who I thought was actually one of the most developed characters of The Force Awakens, he he looks like he's pretty angry. He has that scar, yeah, which I love those little continuity bits. Like, ah, he got cut under the eye in the last movie, and we see the scar. Um, and that's the same with Finn. Like, ah, he got cut up the spine the last movie, so mm. he's paralyzed? We don't know. And after a few computer problems, we're back. Uh, we'll just kind of sum up the trailer since we didn't really get to, you know, finish our thoughts. Uh, my summation, I am on the hype train. Not as much as I was for Force Awakens, but on the hype train nonetheless. I, uh, looking back at Ryan Johnson's work, um, I think he is probably... a better director than jj abrams i feel like that's a controversial opinion um and i'm excited to see this movie possibly go a bit darker than force awakens did you know be the empire strikes back of this trilogy which saying the empire strikes back of certain blah 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 trilogy is such a cliche but when it's star wars i don't think it's that bad but anyway i digress i'm on the hype train i can't wait to see it in december and we'll get back to you more on that talk about star trek discovery so it's the royalty free theme <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're not gonna get caught co- not gonna get a copyright strike on that one oh, that's a youtube term so star trek discovery production hell canceled who knows clickbait title here yeah <laughs> Top 10 reasons Star Trek Discovery is never coming out. Oh my gosh, this show is... It's taking me on a bit of an emotional roller coaster because I don't know if it will ever see the light of day at this point. You see, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't that hyped for it even when it was supposed to be coming out. Like, I, 
I just wasn't a big fan of what they were doing with the setting. Like, they're like, oh, it's a prequel. I'm like, we don't need another prequel. Just, like, keep going further and further. Yeah, like, like place it after Voyager or yeah, something. Like, like, we don't need... I, I don't... And especially with them doing it so soon of a prequel. Like, the timeline isn't, you know, it's not in between Star Trek Enterprise and the... Well, technically it is Star Trek, between Star Trek Enterprise and the original series. But it's not, you know, like, smack dab in the middle or... You know, we're not seeing any of that. We're seeing, like, just before the original series. You know, that sort of, like, right in there. In we the, don't want that. And, Come on, let's explore new areas in the timeline. I, I just don't understand how they're going to... Because they're obviously going to try and... It, it, they're almost kind of taking, like, a new Star Wars approach where it's like, oh, you see, if we fail in a... You know, if we fail with a new character, we've got an old character to back us up. But... William Shatner is like 7 million years old at this point. I mean, to be fair, he doesn't look like he is, but he's like 7 million. Well, ha- they couldn't get William Shatner because he's he's too old to play a young Kirk. Yeah. And like, how, how far back is it? Like, it's, is it before the original characters are born? No, I don't think so. That's, that's my last I knew. It's just like in the 10, 15 years before oh. the Enterprise's original like five-year five year journey. Mission. Yeah, five-year mission. So, plus the way, like, they're saying it's a prequel, but then they're designing whole new ships for it. That that one I wasn't, I just didn't like. You can't really meet, like, new alien races either, unless it's just kind of like an episodic thing. Where it, they encounter it briefly, and then you it, see it again. Plus, I don't, plus I'm already, I'm not a fan of the whole lock down your content to one service kind of thing, like they're doing. Now, to be fair, they're going CBS All Access in the U.S. and I think Canada, maybe, and Netflix in other regions of the globe. But I don't understand how that's going to work either. Does that mean everybody else in every other region of the globe is going to get it at the get all the episodes at the start or at the end of the series? And plus, I don't want it to pay for CBS All Access. I don't want it to pay forty nine a month. This is how you get people to pirate your stuff. Yeah, CBS. <laughs> this Honestly. is this is the the recipe for piracy, like. This is like when HBO only only sold Game of Thrones on HBO Go. Most pirate, it was the most pirated show. Now they have it on HBO now, so people are spending fifteen dollars to uh, yeah. fifteen dollars a month to watch that. But I don't think uh, CBS Access is going to get that kind of revenue no, for this show. Plus, CBS All Access has ads anyway. What are you like? You pay six ninety four nine six ninety nine whatever it is a month, and you still have to watch advertisements. Yeah, that's... and that just blows my mind why anybody would ever do that i you know and like are they with going back to the timeline thing are they going to say oh well it's in the new timeline the chris pine kirk timeline is that what they're gonna do or are they gonna still say no no no, it's in the old timeline with the william shatner and the john luke picard well it's the character not the yeah obviously patrick you know are they doing that who knows and it's it, that was very worrying for me when I first saw that. That that troubles me. Um, I don't know if this speaks to the quality of the show, but Brian Fuller of uh, Hannibal and something else, he was the showrunner, has now stepped back from it. And I don't know if that's like a move to distance himself from the show, but when the showrunner backs away, that's never a good sign for the quality of the show. No, <laughs> I gotta it, tell you. It's, this, it's scary times because I... I agree that we need a new Star Trek series because that's something, you know, we like 
so many people I know of, especially, you know, being in the physics world, some people I know of say they watch Star Trek and that's what got them interested, you know, in space and the stars and all that. Or even just casual, you know, walking around, like people see my Star Trek shirt and they say that's what got them interested in space and astronomy and stuff. You know, we need something to get these young minds into stuff like that. Your specific Star Trek shirt. Yes, mine. Yes. <laughs> yeah, my shirt. No. Um, but, you know, we we need something. Because, like, Star Wars is obviously you know, still about space and, you know, outer space and all that. But, but not in the same way. You know, yeah, you it's can't, a fantasy. You shit. can't tie it back to earth you know in any sort of way necessarily and even the star trek movies that are coming out right now while they're good they're they're more like action they're more of yeah they're more of a star wars style you know that's i really liked star trek beyond because that was kind of a classic star trek movie yeah it was like a two-hour episode of the show It, it wasn't so that that's scary um Something else I saw, and this is, I haven't read any articles because I'm a bad person, but that supposedly Star Trek Discovery is one of the shows being affected by a possible writer's strike out in Hollywood. And it's, as we know from 2008 and the show Heroes, a writer's strike is never good. Um, you know, actually, in 2008, same writer's strike period breaking bad season one got a writer's strike and it actually drastically shaped the show into what it is now so that's an example of a good writer's strike yes <laughs> heroes is a, again a bad example uh, we'll, we'll kind of sum up our thoughts on star trek discovery not hype i'm not i'm not on the hype train for this one i'm very scared as to what it's going to become possibly really not hopeful that this one's going to turn into anything and now we'll talk about our miscellaneous topics so let's start jude law as dumbledore that's that's the one kind of other movie film thing thing we have to talk about so jude law announced as playing a young Albus Dumbledore in the new Fantastic Beasts movie. Is it just Fantastic Beasts 2, or is there a whole new name? I'm, we'll find out, I, surely. I was a Harry Potter fan. I've not kept up with it for several years. So I thought Fantastic Beasts was pretty... Uh, pretty I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that it was a good decision to get a British actor mm-hmm. to play a young Dumbledore. If we had cast a, a young American, I don't think that would have That would not have worked out. Chris Pratt can't play everything, people. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, my biggest question, I, I love the casting decision. My biggest question is, do we need a young Dumbledore? Yeah, that, that kind of ties into our Star Wars discussion earlier. Like, you can only rely on the old established characters so much, but when this yeah. story takes place 70 years before yeah. the story that we know, like how relevant could Dumbledore possibly be in this And time? I mean, some characters I think just need to be left alone. Some characters we just need to... You know, like, we're never going to see a Gandalf origin story. No. Yeah. For Lord of the Rings. He's this, been old gonna, for like a thousand years. Yeah, it's, <laughs> we're never going to see something like that. As much as we may want it, we're never going to see it. One, because J.R. Tolkien's dead and has been for who knows how long, many decades. But it, you know, there's some characters I think that need to be kind of untouchable. 
as in, you know, they are the shadowy past, you know, only here now, wise old man figure. We don't need to know how they got to be the wise old man, I don't necessarily think. I don't know about um, about how I feel like an, an actor touching this role. Like with Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher, as we talked about earlier, I feel weird if someone were to play a young counterpart mm-hmm. for them because that's their role. But mm-hmm. with Dumbledore, you know, the actor died, mm-hmm. Richard Harris, and they replaced him. So I, I don't really have one actor that I associate with yeah. this role. So I'm kind of okay with... Um, with, I guess, seeing the character again. Yeah. I just don't want to see too much of it. I, I wonder if they're going to play off. As I mean, as we all know, it was kind of controversial. J.K. Rowling came out and said, I think it was before, half, maybe after Half-Blood Prince, you know, obviously told, said, yes, Dumbledore's gay, mm-hmm. which as a kid I never got from the books, but I'm looking back on it now, I can kind of realize. Um, but do you, I wonder how heavy-handed they're going to be with that, and I really hope they're not. I don't think it'll be too heavy-handed. Apparently, back in his day, which we'll see, he was gay for the dark wizard Grindelwald. And I know, knowing that Grindelwald is, of course, the dark wizard, and on the other side, you can't really show a flashy yeah. gay romance going on there. Yeah. Um, so I hope it's subtle. I really do hope yeah. they don't like play it out as something big. Um, and I'm not saying that there doesn't need to be any kind of gay romance. I was just saying... Dumbledore doesn't need to be in this movie too much. Yeah, we don't need a a, Dumbledore romance subplot. (laughs) Next topic up for discussion. StarCraft went free-to-play. Like the OG StarCraft 1 StarCraft. The first patch in eight years, which I think that predates StarCraft 2 then. Yeah, patch 1.18. I know that because I saw it on Facebook. You were a nerd. Only reason. (laughs) Okay. Um... (laughs) I, I'm excited for this. I think this is a great move by Blizzard. And I'm after this podcast is done, I'm going to my laptop and installing it right away. There's nothing it's, like... As far as I'm aware, they're going to... Because they're, they they're obviously doing this ahead of the release of StarCraft Remastered. Mm-hmm. And as far as I'm aware, so the StarCraft Remaster is just a texture update. I don't think they're changing any mechanics or anything. You know, any of the weird kind of quirky mechanics that were there in the original game in the remaster... Plus, if you go, you know, you download on your laptop the free one, I think you play on the same servers and you can play with people who have actually paid money and bought the remaster, which I like as a person that's stingy, but I feel like as a person who also buys remasters, if I buy the remaster, I'm going to feel like somebody's getting a lot of game time for free and... Yeah. You know, I I don't know how to feel about it necessarily. I like that this is a good move by Blizzard, though. I, I actually do think. Um, kind of reminds me of when Bethesda released like the early um, Elder Scrolls games online for mm-hmm. free before Skyrim. I think that was a good move from them. Mm-hmm. It's just fun to see how far a series has yes. come. And it's far to get to experience that yes. series. So I think this will be a grand old time. Next up on our topics of discussion, Kickstarter is still... Well, not necessarily Kickstarter, like the company Kickstarter, but Kickstarter campaigns, still evil. They're they're just not reliable. And um, I don't, I mean, I've never backed anything. I don't have enough disposable income to back things on Kickstarter. But it still is just that idea of, I, I don't like that idea as a consumer of, 
saying, oh, I'll give you $20. It's, it's like little kids on the playground almost. It's like, oh, I've got a Pokemon card at home. You should pay me for it, you know. And you the, might never see that twenty dollars again, yeah. or that Pokemon card. <laughs> That's it. Just feels like you know, little kids on the playground to me. And maybe if I were, you know, if I were a developer that needed a money, I'm sure I'd look at it differently. If I were any sort of person that ever needed a GoFundMe sort of thing, you know, for medical expenses, something like yeah. that, I'm sure I would feel differently. But right now, that's what it feels like to me. And I just don't like that. And so I think that's that's part of my problem with like things that come out on Kickstarter. And in keeping in tradition with things that actually come to surface on Kickstarter, because there are hundreds of games and projects that never come out of like the Kickstarter phase. Yogscast. Coffee. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Yogscast Adventures. Oh, God. $125,000 never to be seen again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Keeping with the tradition of things that actually come out not being that great, set by uh, Mighty Number no. Nine last year, there's Ukulele just released the the rare styled uh, banjo kazooie, um, I guess kind of like knockoff tribute tribute maybe yeah you can't really call anything like by rare software like a knockoff necessarily but yeah it just came out. Um, and it's not getting the best of reviews. No. Honestly, like, Gerard the Completionist, I know that he backed the game. He gave a positive review. But nowhere else where I've looked has anyone said that the game's not just a lackluster yeah, it, 3D platformer. I mean, and I think, like, right now we're kind of in a 3D platform platformer kind of downs, you know, like, downturn. I don't... I can't think of any that have come out besides ukulele like can you i mean like well the tomb raider games they're kind of platformers like in a way and i mean mario is always a 3d platformer but this style this rare style where you collect a bunch of like items and go explore like an overworld we haven't really seen it in recent memory and that's why it kind of hurts that ukulele apparently isn't that great yeah and we're back after yet another issue, and that 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 one's on me again. Like what we had happen in the Star Wars one. So, <sighs> well, it's, I, I hope you guys still love us, even though we yeah, we have lots of issues. Bands, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Ukulele came out. Not necessarily that good, but not that bad. So, I'd be interested to try it for yeah, money. Yeah. <laughs> um. Final final talking point in our little miscellaneous news section nes classic canceled production and don't understand that move does nintendo just not want to take my money yeah like i would happily pay now they have completely opened the market to resellers like they're no longer going to be making money here and i don't think they realize that like i don't maybe maybe it was something they weren't making a profit on them and so they can only do this limited run but i don't I don't get why, because nobody has one anyway. I don't know a single person that has one. Yeah, I mean, other than that Uber driver who apparently has one in yeah. the backseat of his car, I haven't met anyone with it. I, I haven't met, exactly, and everyone I've talked to that once one has said, oh, I haven't been able to find anywhere to get one, so who who knows if you'll ever be able to like get one ever again. It's like, so confusing. Um, they didn't make it accessible, and now they're just taking it away. Like, what? What? Nintendo seems to not want people's money anymore. Like, Is this to focus on the Switch, maybe? Maybe. And I've even heard of, that there's been a downturn in 3DS production. That, like, there may be, like, 
finally ending the 3ds line to just focus every you make everything the switch you know no longer have necessarily like a handheld device because the switch can fill that role but i don't know that i want to you know like the 3ds and the 2ds were i mean i would still i still need to go buy a 2ds and play a lot of those games that i've missed out on and that's that's a great you know i can go but what are they like 75 dollars yeah 3ds's and 2ds's are so cheap these days like and it's like if they're if they're i don't want to be able to play you know like the newest games i don't want to have to go pay what does the switch cost 300 yeah something like that right now i don't go pay 300 dollars to have what is right now like two games Mm -hmm. i don't that's just not especially to take around with me I mean, I understand you know, they're like advertising the portability or whatever, but one, can you imagine how stupid you look if you're on a subway and you pull out your Nintendo Switch and you play it? Yeah. That just looks, that's just going to look dopey. You're going to look, you're going to look silly. I, I imagine it for, for nice long car trips. And I think like Zelda maybe is the console saving grace because there's so much content in Breath of the Wild, but. Is there enough con? But is there like months and months of content till the next game gets released? Though, like that's the thing. Yeah, I guess it really depends on your pace of the game, and they yeah they need more titles. Like never buy a console at launch unless, of course, you have the greatest launch title of all time, like they did. But (laughs) I mean, it's just yeah, it's it's crazy that they don't they don't want my money for some reason, even though they could make so much of my money. Yeah. I would pay a hundred for it at least, which I never found out the asking price for a Nintendo an NES Classic because I never saw one. <laughs> no, I I think they were like if you bought them in a store, it was like sixty dollars. See, that's that's a fair price. Nintendo, bring yeah. it back, bring it back. <laughs> this, I wonder if this is them. I really, I really do wonder if this is them stopping production on the NES Classic only to then, like, bring back limited edition NES Classic, and now it's plated in gold like the old Zelda game was. Is it, is it going to be one of those sort of things it's, where they're... It's got, it's got more games. It's got 60 games instead of 30. It, who knows? I mean, especially, plus, like, the NES Classic, like, I would buy one just for the whole, you know, like, you're getting it straight from the manufacturer and kind of guaranteed that it'll work. But... I don't get why. I, I don't. I don't get why someone who's tech savvy wouldn't just go get a Raspberry Pi for thirty five dollars or whatever, and then load an emulator up on that. Like, that's that's the thing to me. Like, if if Nintendo had made it to where like, oh, you can add games to this, yeah, everyone and their mother would want one. Yeah. Because then you could go online, get a ROM, or go to the virtual console. On like you know the Wii or the DS, download a game and put it on your old you know your NES Classic. It'd be but freaking fantastic. With locking you into thirty games, that was I think the tripping point, like the yeah the bad part of that. So thirty great games. Obviously. I mean thirty great games, yes, like so thirty of my like most favorite games of all time. But it's still you know one of those like I can only play Mega Man for so long before yeah. I honestly get bored. So um, with that. I, I don't think I, I don't have anything else I want to talk about do you have anything else you want to nothing really mention? comes to mind no nothing um, if we're still talking pop culture just like to mention I am an addict of Hank Azaria's new show Brockmire love it you don't even have to be a baseball fan to watch it I, I give, I'm giving him free advertising here but 
Better Call Saul season three. Right after I'm done with this podcast, I'm gonna actually run to my room you're and not gonna watch fi- the second. You're not gonna episode. finish Futurama. Oh, well, I'll finish Futurama later. That's not relevant pop culture right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish they would bring that back. Well, we're rambling. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is, we've been Title for Hire. I'm Tyler. I'm Isaac. This has been a production of Title for Hire Studios.